all that he's done for us. <clears throat> we go this morning back to what we started last week, and one of the attributes of God. And we continue in that attribute, and we will be next week too. <laughs> Try to get them done in one week, but it takes three. We're looking at God's faithfulness, the attribute of faithfulness. If he wasn't faithful, we'd all be done for. <laughs> but he is faithful. We say he keeps his promises. And there's a book full of promises here. And there's a whole lot of promises in a whole lot of books, like probably every minor prophet and major prophet and the Psalms and even the Old Testament back in Genesis that are going to be fulfilled in rapid succession in the near future. That's when the, law, the, the world, as we read in Scripture, shall know. Then they shall know. It just says that over and over. Right now the world doesn't know and doesn't want to know. But then they will really want to know. <laughs> and all Christians won't be here to share it for, with them. That's a sad thing, but let's leave enough things around and testimonies from our mouth to them about God's faithfulness that they shall know and will know that he keeps what he said. Like, that I like that reference in, in Revelation where it says, and the kings of the earth and the rich men and the, the important men, it doesn't say that, <laughs> and all the poor men and the beggars, everybody will run to the caves and say, hide us from the wrath of the lamb. I've not seen an angry sheep. I've seen an angry ram. <laughs> But sheep and the wrath of the lamb, great David's wrath is, they, they are unsafe people saying that. They know what's happening. It's not climate change. It's not global warming. It's the wrath of the lamb. Praise God for his promises. We're just going to look at one of the points, the last point of the message that's on the telegram, the promise of God's faithfulness and in a few areas. In John's Gospel, and don't, well, you can turn if you, if you fast, <laughs> or have a phone that does it quick. <clears throat> he faithfully convicts us of sin. In John's Gospel, chapter 16, verse 7, the last part, and verse 8. He said this, Jesus said, I will send the Comforter, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Can you remember back to the day when God convicted you of your sin? When the Holy Spirit came, as in Hebrews chapter 6, you tasted of the good word of God, of the powers of the world to come, as it says there. And he was convicting you of sin. Did you respond? by faith and believe God is faithful to convict people of sin and I believe in my heart that he does that to every individual that's ever been on planet earth otherwise he is not keeping his promises he's not faithful but he faithfully does that even the wickedest of men and women he, he does that too the wickedest person he convicts them of their sin in those quiet moments, he does that. And if they come to him and believe, 
First John 1 John 1.9, I know it's talking to Christians, but he does it for those that are unsaved. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He is faithful and just to do that. So that if we come after we've been convicted and say, Lord, I am a sinner. <laughs> I need your salvation. There's no other way I can get to heaven but by your way. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. He faithfully convicts of sin. He faithfully forgives sin. He faithfully provides salvation to those that come. And, and this is found in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, which says, Let us draw near with a true heart, and uh, I believe we read this this morning, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Then it says, for he is faithful. He is faithful, that promise. He, if you come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. He's got his arms open and saying, come unto me all ye that labour and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He's got his arms open to the whole world. While there's still a heartbeat and breath in the person, there is hope and he, he invites. And if they come, he is faithful that has promised to wash us with pure water, <laughs> the water of the word and the blood of Christ, um, <clears throat> and our hearts from an evil, an evil conscience. In Romans 10, these are wonderful verses and I pray that you've got them memorised for the occasion where you might have to talk to a person that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved there's the promise or there's the faithfulness it doesn't say faithful but it says thou shalt be saved <laughs> we doubt our salvation because it's so simple well, I need to do something no we don't we believe what has been done as I say many times for with the mouth well with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so he faithfully provides salvation convicts us of sin forgives us of sin provides salvation he faithfully fourthly hears and supplicates for those who are his, his own in the book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, we read, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmity. We are all in this. We, we have infirmities. We, probably the biggest infirmity of most of us is when we come to pray, and it's usually at night. Tell me what you do. Not off. Thank you for being honest, John. <laughs> we nod off. That's why it's probably good to do it in the morning when you're not as tired as then. Our infirmities, and he hears those whispers of prayers as we peter out. For we know uh, where we are well, in the wrong chapter there. Yes, helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. And he got to those moments. You can't put it in words. But the Lord, through his Spirit, the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He does do that for us. He faithfully helps us to 
supplicate and pray. In Hebrews 2 and verse 17, it says the same. Wherefore, in all things it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful, faithful high priest. Some of the high priests weren't as faithful as they could have been. It comes to my mind, Eli. Was it Hophni and Phinehas? Those guys. Of the right tribe, trained in the right way, but done it wrong. And um, <clears throat> he, the Lord Jesus, is a faithful high priest, as we re read there. In all things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. So he supplicates for us, convicts us of sin, forgives sin, provides salvation, supp <coughs> supplicates for us, and he secures us. <clears throat> and what chapter might we go to, or what book could we go to, to speak about him securing us? When we got saved, when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got a favorite verse? To remember your security, I pray you have. <laughs> and you could go to John chapter 10. <clears throat> he holds us in his ha hand. <laughs> he holds us in his hand. And no man is able to pluck us out of, his, out of our Father's hand. Well, well let's, let's read it. <laughs> John 10. And verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never, never perish. There's the promise of his faithfulness. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father who gave them to me is greater than all and no man, twice he said it, is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. And back in the book of Romans, as the other portion was uh, uh, almost half a chapter given to eternal security that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, <clears throat> uh, whom he did foreknow in verse 29 of chapter 8, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Remember that word, foreknow, predestinate. It's talking about Christians, okay? <clears throat> Could God predestinate everyone to go to heaven? Could he override everybody's will and just say, this is going to happen? <clears throat> Some religions teach that everyone's going to get there. He could have, but he didn't. It's up to you, you your choice, your choice. <laughs> Choose you, as Joshua said, this day whom you will serve. The gods back there in Egypt or the God of Israel? <laughs> and... Um, <clears throat> Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. There's a procedure that he's gone through here in the salvation of a soul. And, you know, predestinated, he called, justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. That's in the tense like it's already happened. But what are we doing in this old body here? We're waiting in the meantime, aren't we? But we are justified. Well, good is done. Good is done. That's what the Lord says in, in many references referring to salvation as good as done. And in, in the tense of the verbs, uh, it, you find it there. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What can come against us to uh, upset our eternal security or take it away? Nothing. I remember insurance people coming around to 
dad and the bulldozing and all the business down there and they'd come because there's a lot of men involved and they're selling insurance. And uh, one of us, a dad or my uncle, said, uh, you're selling, selling insurance, but I wanted to give you something that can give you assurance, not insurance, because assurance is for eternity, insurance is for life, <laughs> we might say. So have you got the assurance of eternal life and security by believing in the Lord Jesus? <laughs> can you hear, can I hear an amen? Amen. Thanks, John. <laughs> I looked at John, he's right close. <laughs> He's loud. <laughs> but I, I pray that you can say that. Amen. I'm eternally secure. And Clement, right at the back, can you say amen? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> you, you, you can hear me back there, I pray. <laughs> Faithful, faithfully, he secures those that are saved. Come whatever may, as it reads in the rest of chapter 8. We won't read there. <laughs> Angels and principalities and powers and things to come cannot take us out. He faithfully delivers us from the seductions that come in life or that come our way. In 1 Corinthians 10.13 he says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Don't come up and say to the pastor or another Christian, Oh, I'm suffering more than you. You know, I'm, I've got it hard in my life. Common to man, folks, it's common. You go through it. I, the preacher goes through it too. You say, oh, he's isolated. He's like in a little cathedral. What are you, little? <laughs> no. You know what? The old preacher suffers it just as much, even not more, because if devil can bring the preacher down, he can bring the church down. And how many times has that happened? Um, <clears throat> common to man, but the next word is, but God is What's the word? Faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation provide a way of escape. And you may say, well, why did I fall into temptation then? Because you didn't take the exit. You didn't take the way of escape. It was provided, it might have been for a split second in your head because it starts up here and goes down to life in, in action. And we need to take it when the opportunity comes, when God gives the way of escape. You know, it might be somebody yells out or something comes to our mind think on that think on that which is good not on that which is evil he faithfully delivers us from the seductions of life in first peter four nineteen, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of god commit the keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator a faithful creator <laughs> he deems to consider mere man and <clears throat> he's faithful to deliver us from seduction he's faithful he faithfully will provide a sanctuary and a solace to all who believe as it says in corinthians 2 9 but as it is written i hasn't hasn't seen nor ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man those things that god has prepared for them that love him Yep, I know that he has prepared. And where, where does it tell us that he's gone to prepare a place for you, that where he is, there you may be also. What gospel? I'll give you John chapter 14. Go to the promises and read them if you're discouraged. 
He'll provide sanctuary and solace, just as he did David in the Old Testament, who has been chased around, uh, you know, Dale and Hill, whatever, by wicked Saul. And, and, and where did the Psalms come from? It come from the heart of a man who was being chased all over the place. He knew he was going to be king. He had opportunity to kill the other king, but he didn't. He just trusted in the faithfulness of God. And he, he was solaced. He, was, he found a sanctuary in the Lord. He spoke of wonderful things. You know where he got those? Well, he's in a dirt cave sleeping on a dirt floor. <laughs> Would we be so grateful and thankful as the psalmist David was? Being in such circumstances. And Paul said, I knew a man caught up to the third heaven into paradise and heard unspeakable words which was not lawful for a man to utter. <laughs> that, that gave him great solace. That gave him the drive to be shipwrecked, to be whipped, what, three times with 40 stripes, to be robbed by robbers on the road it, and to endure all the... Three times, I say, three times that lists a whole lot of verses about what happened to Paul. He had that drive because he knew God was faithful. He, he, he knew the solace of God and the security that he had. You know, sometimes we're so in a, a, a benefited society, we have so many blessings in our society, that they, the blessings, just like it did to Israel... Draw us away after them and don't take us back to the book. And the Lord has to pull the rug out from under us sometimes and say, Now look to me. I will be your solace and sanctuary. And lastly, he faithfully will sanctify his saints completely. And we concluded last week with this thought too from the first Thessalonians chapter chapter five, verse twenty three to twenty four. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then it says, Faithful is he that calleth you, who will also do it. He will do it. Faithfully, he will do it. With all the modern things and the movies in their artificial miracles they call it's all fake this is not fake this is for real where body soul and spirit will be redeemed and taken into the presence so the promise of god's faithfulness convict us of sin forgive us of our sin provide salvation supplicate for us secure us deliver us from seduction Provide a sanctuary and a souls to us, to us in times of trouble. And he will faithfully sanctify the saint completely in that wonderful day. Soon to happen. Look forward to that, don't you? To meet our faithful God. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now imaginations don't just do any justice to who God is. We read the Bible and we can understand it briefly. But one day we'll see him, as it says, face to face. <laughs> and you say, well, you said he's a spirit. He's got a face. We're made in his image. And some way when we see him, we won't run off into a corner and hide. We'll just praise him for what he has done. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word.
Thank you for, Lord, a summary of the person that's unsaved to salvation and then to eternity with you. Saints. Saints of the Lord. And I pray that each saint here today would rejoice in their salvation and be solaced when they're in trouble. Realize that they are secure for eternity. Thank you for your word and what it tells us. May we take this precious word out and share it with unsaved sinners, that they too may go through what we've just talked of in your word, the process by which you can bring them to salvation. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Will let us share the word that sinners might be saved and drawn to you. Thank you for all these things. Bless us until you come. Guide us all the way in Jesus' name. Amen.